Welcome to It's a Girl's Life, the number one podcast empowering college girls to become the creators of their own stories. Join us as we dive into campus life, balancing health and having fun, unraveling the secrets of adulting, and tackling all of our unique experiences. Through engaging interviews, we'll discover the keys to unlock living your best life one conversation and coffee at a time. Grab your favorite coffee in one hand, hit the subscribe button with the other, and get ready to conquer college and beyond. Here girls learn not only how to survive but to thrive and of course hashtag keep it real while doing so. Welcome to It's a Girl's Life, the number one podcast empowering college girls to become the creators of their own stories. Join us as we dive into campus life, balancing health and having fun, unraveling the secrets of adulting, and tackling our own unique experiences. Through engaging interviews, we'll discover the keys to unlock living your best life one conversation at a time. So grab your favorite coffee in one hand, hit the subscribe button with the other, and get ready to conquer college and beyond. Here, girls learn not only how to survive, but to thrive, and of course, keep it real while doing so. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to It's a Girl's Life podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest, Annie Long, because I've been following her for like a while but then I stopped seeing your content because Instagram sometimes like restricts like different things or like lets you see different things and then I started seeing it again recently and I was like I gotta talk to her she's a great Aww. platform podcast Instagram TikTok YouTube all the things and she's an amazing following so I'm really excited to get into this conversation with you how are you doing doing good today it's so nice to chat with you and yeah I'm just so excited for this conversation I love talking to like-minded young women and even just from looking at your Instagram posts on the podcast um, account, I'm just super excited. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. And I think I have like a lot of things I want to ask you about. But I think what I want to start was that kind of like growth as young women. And my first question is that like as we change and we grow over time as individuals, like that just happens naturally in life. Um, but how have you navigated the shifts in your friendships and what valuable lessons have you learned along the way as maybe you've been maturing at, you know, maybe you think of it as a different rate than other kids and also share about like what you've been working on for the past few years? That's that a loaded question. Yeah, I feel like a huge thing that I've had to learn recently is to be more forgiving with myself and show myself more grace. A lot of the times I notice myself still beating myself up for things that have happened two years ago. And now I think about it, if I were to talk to a 12 year old, I would not talk to her in the way that my inner voice, my inner critic was talking to myself. And I think that sometimes when you are, when you have public platforms, you are held to a much higher standard. And I realized that being 12 and making mistakes in friendships is totally normal. I mean, obviously, we always want to aim to be the best friend possible, right? But I feel like because I was on social media at a pretty young age and platformed, when I made mistakes, it felt like, oh, I'm a bad person. And for so long, I held on to that. And recently, one of my friends had to tell me, like, that is not serving you anymore. Like, why are you still stuck in life two years ago? And being able to just forgive ourselves for that. Something I think I struggle with is always feeling like I have to come off as the nice girl. Because I, I've already had people tell me that I just seem intimidating because of my accomplishments. So I'm like, that means I have to overcompensate on the way that I come off. Even in school, I always think if it stops the book, I need to go over. 
And I think also growing up Christian too, that can kind of add more fuel to that flame of you want to be like a light to the world and to be a good representation of Christ. So I think it's honestly cutting myself a little bit more slack in the friendship area because when I actually just visualize my 12 year old self, I'm like, no, I wouldn't say that to her. And I would have said, take the mistakes that I made and learn from them. I mean, one of the mistakes that I think I made was overthinking friendships and not being able to just calmly distance myself from people. I feel like when I would notice a friendship potentially getting healthy, I'd be like, okay, we're either best friends or I them out and they're a toxic friend. And now I think I can understand that there are multiple radiuses of your circle and sometimes people will kind of get pushed to the farther outside and sometimes you will be brought inside it doesn't always have to be like I'm gonna hope I'm gonna kick you out of the whole electric field you know it can just be like I'm gonna move this point particle a little bit further away from the source you know so I yeah. think that helped me because the times I've made mistakes is when I've been impulsive. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're toxic. And now I'm kind of just like, what is my, what is, who is my spirit telling me to talk to today? I love that. There's so many like different ways I want to respond to everything you just <laughs> said, but I think the most um, resonating part, because I've definitely experienced and felt this too, is about the friendship thing. I think one thing that I learned in college that I struggled a lot with in high school and middle school was that. Um, I always went to a really small school, an all-girls school, and I've talked about this a lot in the podcast in the past, in high school and middle school and primary school, like my whole entire life I went to the same school, and it was like you're in this friend group or you're in that friend group, and it was so like yeah. black and white, and then when I was in college, since it was such a larger group of individuals with very diverse backgrounds, I realized that, you know, you can have friends for different things, and some people aren't every person, every type of person friends, and some people are just your you know, let's go to a library and study. And some people are like the going out friends. and Some people are like the bold friends or some people you want to go on a walk with. And it's great to be able to like build your social circle over time because you can realize like, I don't have to just look at someone and be like, come on, why aren't you like all these types of things when like, I'm not even probably that type of person for everybody. Um, and it's really important just because that is a limit you to like, you know, who you're friends with or what type of friend they are when really, you know, just find out, you know, what's the best type of like friendship you can have between two different people and keeping those people close. Um, I think that's really important. I think another thing that you talked about that's very important um, was just not being so hard on yourself and your inner critics. That's something that I find very relatable too, because when I was younger and still I do this all the time is that like, I doubt myself. I think like, oh my gosh, like if I messed, if I didn't do like everything exactly correct on a project or something, they're going to pick out the one thing I did wrong and say, oh my gosh, this person, like maybe she's not as smart as I thought she was. In reality, it's like, oh, you just have one thing to work on. It's not like a huge deal. Um, But I feel like people are always trying to like pick like the one little thing and then they'll like bring me down or something. But that's just not how people think. Um, And other like that's why I find it so important when I see like a friend is going through a hard time. I like to talk to them in a way that I wish I would talk to myself because sometimes I don't talk to myself the nicest way. Um, and I do try to journal every day to kind of correct my inner credit. Cause I think that's like the most helpful way to see like what you're thinking on paper and be like, huh. So that's <laughs> why you're not really getting where you want to go because you're literally talking yeah. to yourself. Like, you're like, Oh, thank you. Definitely. I really relate to what you were saying. I think 
both of us can intentionally give ourselves grace. Yeah, definitely needed and such an important lesson. Okay, next, I wanted to ask you about balancing personal growth and also balancing academic growth because your schoolwork is technically like your job when you're a kid and then you have like side passions like you're building your relationships you're working on yourself like you're building your platform so how do you like balance all those things because it's definitely a lot going on and as someone who used to take academics to like uh if you were thinking of like a percentage of a circle like 60 percent of my importance should be academics and maybe like or maybe it was like at some point like 80% of my importance of my whole entire character should be like how well I do in academics when 20% is like how well I'm working on myself when really those should be more balanced if not put more of the like percentage into personal growth and like side hustles and that type of thing growth rather than academics. I don't really know what you think about that, but just kind of talk about like balancing both and how you've been able to get through it. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I definitely think I have an advantage with balancing everything because kind of what I'm building right now is an extension of myself and my personal brand. But definitely in the beginning of junior year and for most of junior year, I really lacked in making time for my passions outside of school, mostly because I had a limiting mindset that it was going to be impossible to do that. So my mind wasn't in solution searching mode. I think I wanted to complain but having grace for my past self, I think it was a good period of time for me to just focus on school. And it allowed me to learn how to love myself through what I'd call my flop era. Um, and I think it makes me so much more grateful for everything now and has just built my self-confidence and relationship with myself. But I think what's helped me is trying to integrate my social media, school, and personal parts of my life. For instance, when I was studying for the SAT, I'd film a lot of the process and just trying to figure out, like for me, if there's something painful for school, I'm always thinking, how can I find some way to monetize off this story? Like if Love I'm it. taking the SAT, how can documenting this process help my business, right? So that every part of my life is kind of a culmination of a pathway to my goals. So that it doesn't feel like, oh, doing this has no like return on investment. Like I just want to invest my time in things that grow. And a lot of the times school assignments don't grow in value. You finish it and it kind of stops benefiting you after you finish it. So for instance, I had an AP stats project where we needed to conduct a study. So I conducted a study to see if the change in my Instagram followers is correlated to the change in my YouTube subscribers. Cause I wanted to put together two topics. You know, I learned that from school, how to run a statistical analysis, but also what's something that could provide me more insight my business and then after completing the project I posted a LinkedIn post about it which helped me grow my LinkedIn so I try to repurpose content even with school stuff as much as I can right I mean if I'm studying for a pre-calculus test I mean I could get creative about it I don't know how I'm going to implement trigonometry in my content but I just try to be in that creative mindset where one piece of content or one task can serve multiple areas okay wait I'm like taking notes right now <laughs> my little notepad because that is like that's so good I just I want to like unpack that a little bit first of all I want to say about like what I mean I've realized this that when you are created and you see like the return on what you're doing now you'll more likely be interested in continuing to stick with it and I think something that's so hard with school and people who are really mature and see that like 
you know, I might not really need to know like trigonometry when I'm older, even though I need to know, you know, how to actually like adult and like pay my bills and like they don't teach us that at school. So it's like, what's going on here? Um, but I think that if you can connect it to growing something else on the side or if you can connect it to a further purpose or like a future goal or like how like doing your schoolwork is going to help you in your future life, then you can stay more connected to it and interested. Um, I think that's extremely smart to become creative in ways that you can combine your business and your school. That's definitely something I want to incorporate like in the future, just because I think it's makes it more fun, honestly. Um, and I think that is great that you're repurposing it. I would love to talk more about your flop era, what that was, because I love kind of like getting real with my guests and especially being vulnerable because I think that, you know, girls can see what you're doing now and be like, she has it all together easily but like we don't always see like the full picture. So I'd love for you to talk more about that. Yeah, for sure. In the most classy way possible, I think caring about what people thought made me like poor and ugly, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I don't know any like other way to put it, but I would characterize my flop era as like not taking care of myself, really just prioritizing school really above all else. And not executing on business ideas I had or video ideas that I had out of fear about what other people would think, even if thousands of people would be impacted by that. And I think recently, as I see how hard my dad works, I mean, he's an immigrant from Inner Mongolia, and he was growing up, they grew up on food stamps. And I always growing up, I would get so frustrated at my parents for making me finish the tiny little parts of yogurt that were left on my bowl. But I feel like as I grow older and reflect more on how he grew up, it makes a lot of sense. And I really do want to try my best to support my parents. And not that they've asked me, but just because I've witnessed how hard that he works. And it makes me so sad knowing that I held myself back in business a lot out of fear of maybe what my classmates would think. Whereas now I think my mindset is changing because, you know, college is coming soon. I would love to be able to support my tuition. So now I'm thinking like, why would I, yeah, why would I not execute on those business ideas? Like my dad means more to me than someone's opinion. Ooh, that's great. That's <laughs> like, I mean, that's not just great. That like means a lot. And it's like really amazing and inspiring that you're able to share this with us because I think that, you know, I don't know if you shared that story on your page. I'm sure you have, because I think it's really persuasive and I think it's really vulnerable and relatable um, so if you haven't, you should, but um, <laughs> I think that's really special because it's using like kind of someone else to help you see that what you're doing is really important. And I've heard that, you know, if, if you don't have the own, your own, like, um, not like you specifically, but anyone listening, if you guys don't have your own like inner like motivation, then think about doing it for someone else. I've always grown my platform because of my younger self. I wish she had the resources that I was giving now. Or I think about all the teen girls around the world that, you know, don't think they can change their lives for the better, or create the life that they want. And that's why I spread my content. So if you can think about, and it's not just about content, it's about doing anything. If you don't have the own your own motivation to create it inside of you, figure out someone else in your life that you could do it for. And that will give just as much or more momentum to keep going because what you're working on and what you find really important is really important. And you should be able to act on those things no matter and, and not care about what other people are thinking because 
a lot of the time, and I've also, I'm sure you've heard this too, people are so focused on themselves that they don't, in the best way possible, care about what you're doing so much. Yeah, maybe they'll think 10 seconds after they see your Instagram story, huh, that's really interesting that she's talking about that. But there's so much going on in all of our worlds that, and and think about how much you think about yourself and you worry about yourself and how much you think like they're going to think I'm weird. Well, that's because you're only focusing on yourself, so they're doing the same thing. Yeah. And I think that just can take off some of the pressure too. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that there's a spotlight effect. And I try to continually remind myself, it's not that deep. It's going to be okay. I like that. I think I've been also seeing that message. It's not that deep on TikTok a lot. And it's it's just like giving me a good little like, I don't want to go work out. It's not that deep. Just put on your like workout <laughs> outfit and go to the gym. Like, or like, oh my God, I didn't do like, I can't believe I didn't say hi to them when I knew that person and I totally saw them. And then I'm like, no, it's not that deep. Move on. You're fine. Like, pick yourself up. <laughs> It's kind of like a good mentality. I, I like that statement a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, going on to kind of another similar topic is that I know you mentioned on your podcast, I don't really know exactly which episode, but you mentioned fostering a love for learning. And I really want to, I mean, I'm a big learner. I think continuous learning will be something I'm always doing. I love learning about personal growth. I've always loved school, but I want you to talk about for people who maybe don't like that or maybe are trying to like find some more motivation whether it's in school their personal life whatever um I want you to elaborate more on practical tips or methods that you found really effective in cultivating this love for learning and share with us yeah I love that question I think definitely a good preface to say that when I grew my passion for learning it wasn't a like I'm an academia nerd. I'm just so, so curious about the world. It wasn't in that stereotypical way, but I saw how like learning about new cultures and more about the world, it really just helped me. I noticed whenever I read a new self-help book, for instance, it just opened up this whole pool of new people I can now relate to. Because as someone who's grown up in the same town my whole entire life, I still feel like I can relate to people in other states, like specifically in the San Francisco startup area. I've read a lot of books that are really popular in that ecosystem. So it's like when I get on a call with someone there, we have similar vocabulary and we think in similar ways. So for me, the most satisfying part about learning is that it unlocked new community. Like ever since I was a young girl, I've loved to be social. I love to have a lot of friends. So the fact that it was opening up new doors for me to relate to people that maybe I had very little in common with on paper, but we were kind of at the same wavelength. Like when you meet someone that's read the same book as you, it's like an immediate aha moment. So I feel like that's a huge thing that can make you stand out is because most people aren't intentionally reading and trying to get out of their comfort zone in that way. So I think that was really satisfying for me. And in terms of learning, I would honestly focus on what feels natural to you and just keep up leveling that for instance I've bought computer science courses in the past but I don't think it was out of a deeper intuition of I really feel like I should do this but more like oh I need to learn hard skills I need to prove myself in some type of way but it wasn't something I was really passionate about but there were courses such as um, Lean Gap which was like a summer entrepreneurship incubator more like an immersive program that I took that wasn't associated with a specific university, didn't ride on a university's name as like a summer activity for high school students, 
but genuinely all the students that took that are so wonderful and actually interested in entrepreneurship because they signed up for that program purely for the value that it offered not for a university name and that felt authentic to me so I definitely make sure that the way you approach self-learning do it out of your personal interest like it's okay to not want to learn how to code (laughs) I mean it's okay to want to learn how to code too but it's just an example of a moment where I felt like oh I need to prove myself I can't just be good at marketing or whatever I need to be super technical but I think the whole point of self-learning is that you have autonomy over what you're learning and pursuing. Right. I really like that. I think that's really empowering. Um, I always think about how like education is empowering and once you know more, you can do more. And I really um, resonated with the part about how learning opens new doors and connections and relationships because I never thought about it like that, but it truly does. Like when you know something more, like no one can take that away from you, what you know. And I think also what's really important is if you want to learn something new, you have to, it, it, it's a very empowering because you're doing it yourself and you have to choose to want to do it. And if you choose to learn something that's not really interesting to you, you won't stay with it. So you got to choose something you're interested in, something that you feel on a deeper level will take you to maybe another version of yourself. I always think about how, you know, if I do more personal development growth, then I will learn more about myself, which will open more realizations about the world that's around me. And I think that's really interesting. I think that, you know, like my greatest potential is on the other side of knowing something different. Um, And what does that mean? And what will that look like? And I think that just wondering and having the curiosity and asking really good questions is another way to kind of figure out, you know, more about yourself, more about the world around you, more things that you can possibly connect on with maybe adults, friends, whatever. I also have a quick question about your favorite personal development growth or like self-help books because I'm a huge fan and my whole desk (laughs) is filled with entrepreneurship books and self-help books and then my whole bookshelf has a lot of personal growth books as well so I'd love for you to share. Yeah for sure I think that it definitely I have different tiers or different stages depending on the purpose I think if you're getting into reading you're completely new I would definitely read How to Win Friends and Influence People because I still think back to a lot of those principles when I interact with new people because I think before I did have the approach where I just talked a lot in a conversation and Dale Carnegie says that you should really just try to listen to the other person. People love talking about themselves. I think sometimes people get a little bit too good at the strategy and then I remember one of my like past managers told me that some of her conversations with other people it seemed like they were in a competition of who could speak the least <laughs> like almost in like in a power game so definitely don't take it to the extreme end but I think the principles in that book I still try to implement in all my interactions with people even just smiling like the power of smiling and I realize most people don't smile when they talk to new people and I would say one of the biggest just life self-development thing I'd recommend for young women is talking to people of all different ages A lot of the times I think about my personal development journey as now it's becoming more holistic because I think before I was just focused on maybe the school and business aspect of it, of almost training to be a literal queen of a country. (laughs) For instance, it's useful to know about other languages, other cultures, because maybe you'll have to talk to some foreign diplomats and sort things out. It's good to know how to kiss the babies. It's good to know how to talk to the elders of the community because you have to understand and take care of the whole community. So I try to approach kind of my personal development journey in that way. I mean, I'm not really into the whole political sphere at the moment, but I think that really helps me in realizing it's so holistic 
So that book I would recommend if you're just entry stage. I think if you have built some type of success or struggle with a lot of self-doubt, I love the book The Mountain Is You by Brianna Wiest. It really that's, made me realize how many that's limited a book. <laughs> See, that's it definitely comes book. in stages because like I wouldn't recommend The Mountain Is You for like everyone because I think it's not all it's the most useful in a stage where you're really like holding yourself back from success but I think if you're completely lost then there are better books to read for that current stage I really believe in making sure that every book you pick up there's a high demand for that knowledge it's like almost a cure that you need for an illness that you have like this is my prescription that I'm buying instead of just chugging down pills that you don't need I love that. You are like a really great speaker. You say like really interesting thoughts and like even just like the whole queen analogy. I mean, did you come up with that or did you hear that somewhere? That was really smart. Thank you. Uh, Sometimes I just like, I think I spend too much time in my head sometimes. So I try to find a good balance between thinking about life is important, but sometimes I need to tell myself we're turning the brain off. (laughs) Yeah, I always, a good thing for me is like, I get bored really easily sometimes so like if I ever have to force myself to do something that I don't want to do like a chore or like even just like getting out of bed in the morning on a Saturday like I was just sitting there for like two hours scrolling on TikTok and like making like things that I wanted to post for my podcast and stuff like that I was like okay gotta turn off the brain I gotta put on a podcast gotta put on some music yeah. and then I will like then it'll just get me going so I, I totally feel that and I love personal development books. I'm going to check out How to Win Friends, that book, because that sounded really good. Um, and I have your life, because when I was younger, like just starting out my journey, this is from my desk, Girl Boss by Sophia Emmerich. So have you ever read it? Have you ever read it? No, I haven't. Okay, she's cool. She's been like an inspiration. Um, she was a first, it's like a very old book, if you guys can see on video. But I always talk about her because she was one of the first books I ever read that when I was in like sixth or seventh or eighth grade and I was starting my blog that then became this podcast she was an inspiration to just go and do it and now I mean I don't think I've ever looked back in this book just because I feel like I've grown so much but that was what I needed to hear at that time or maybe when I I think when I was a freshman I read the subtitle art of not giving up I don't know if you've read that but that's a great book for like just the thing I needed to hear, which is like a hard kind of like hard love message about just like not caring about what people think and choosing yeah. what you want to believe. Um, but now it's like I tried to reread it again because I thought it was a great message and it just wasn't really like resonating. Um, so you got to just, you know, I, I like reading a book for a cure. Like there's so much education and free knowledge out there. If you I mean. It's just, it's amazing what you can find and learn online. So that's all I was going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Like so much information at our fingertips for real. Like Gen Z definitely has a lot of struggles due to all the information at our fingertips. But overall, I'm so grateful for it. Like I feel like how you use technology really dictates how it will impact you. Yeah, and I'm someone who loves to use it for good in a way. So like when I realized that like, following this type of person on TikTok wasn't really motivating me it was just making me like question like well why did I look like her like why didn't I have those habits or why didn't I like feel the same like why can't I think that way like is there something wrong with me like unfollowing those people and following the people that are like teaching me things or empowering me or just like 
the reminders that I need to hear. Like there's so many of those people online. And now I go on and I'm like, oh my God, I can like run the world. Yeah, I can do this. Like, <laughs> let's just like get up and start doing things. So like, I think it's so important to yeah. share an advantage and it could get really overwhelming, but then, you know, like figure, like let's figure out how we can actually use it to best of our advantages. Yeah, I love that. I completely agree. And I feel like your page is a really good example of a page that's empowering and inspiring. So you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Okay, so this is a big one for me. This is a question I'm actually very curious about wondering your opinion as of all these questions, actually. But as we are in summer right now, um, six months into the year, that means half the year is over and half the year is left. Um, how do you plan to reset and refuel yourself personally? Um, and are there any specific activities or self-care practices that you think are particularly rejuvenating or helpful? And it doesn't have to be like a typical self-care practice either. I love hearing like everyone's definition of how they fuel and like refuel themselves too. Yeah, that is such a good question. I can share a current like personal example. So right now I'm on a desperate search for a therapist. Like I've like tried and haven't had the best experience so far in trying to find one but I really hope that I can because I see the summer as a big opportunity to just like rewire my mental circuits because I still have a lot of limiting beliefs a lot of people's voices in my head people's faces in my head that I no longer I don't need like I want to break those patterns of the past and I really do want assistance and coaching with that and my friends have been great throughout the process but I do want to try something new and see if maybe therapy could work for me. So this summer, I'll be on the West Coast in California for like five weeks. And in the most healthy way possible, I think I'm going to try to like forget a little bit about my life on the East Coast, because I think I just need some time to fully reset because during the school year, you know, every single Monday, I'm going back to school and I'm putting myself back in the same physical environments. And sometimes I just lose a sense of who I even am. And it's so scary. Like, I'm honestly scared to go to California because I think it will be, like, a life-changing experience, and I don't know what's going to be produced on the other side. Um, it just, okay, wait. yeah, it's it's so scary to me, but uh-huh. I feel like I need to do this for myself, and I need to change and evolve, but it's just terrifying because it's, like, I'm still, like, I'm an incoming senior in high school, so it's not, like, I'm going to college. Like, I feel like it's super normal to change a lot once you go to college because once you come back you know you're a college student you're no longer in that same school environment but I'm so scared if I change a lot and then now I'm going back to school and I still go to the same school <laughs> right I have felt that on many levels first of all I have some tips and advice just from personal experiences one thing I'm curious about though to ask is why are you going to California like what's in California Yeah, so I'm going to be spending four weeks in San Francisco to mentor for a high school entrepreneurship program, Lean Gap, that I I took when I was a freshman. I took it on Zoom because it was lockdown time, but it's going to be like stations at UC Berkeley campus. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. That's amazing. And just in the SF area. And it's like a nice full circle moment because that program had such a big impact on my life and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so excited to meet the students because the students at Lean Gap are always so smart. Like, I, yeah, I can't wait to, like, make friends, too. <laughs> um, no, but then I'll be in L.A. for one week amazing. after that for my my actual, like, full-time internship thing. Love it. That's so cool. And that's so amazing that you're having a full circle moment. I think that's, 
first of all, you putting yourself out there and going all the way across the country for you is going to be a really big moment. And I think that it is the perfect time to be doing this because you've been waiting for a change. Like you've been writing for a moment where you can kind of like reset and these people don't know. I mean, maybe they know a little bit about you, but like they, you have the opportunity. Think of it more like an opportunity rather than like a fear. Like what's going to happen on the other side? Think about like what could happen. I think that's always something I thought about when Mm -hmm. I was going to college was like, these people don't know who I am. Like there's nothing to the name. They don't know about things I did in high school. They don't know about mistakes I had. They don't know about my vulnerable moments. They don't know what I've done. They don't know anything about me. And that's an amazing opportunity to be like, have a fresh slate, take a deep breath, go in with an open mind, see what could happen. Um, And I think that that is just what you're gonna have to do. And I think that it's gonna be amazing when you come back to realize how much you've changed in such a short amount of time. I mean, I went to college and I remember every single time I went home, I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm definitely different <laughs> than when I left and different in a great, amazing way. Um, and I think growth is really special if you've already seen in your life, like change is like what it's like, it happens. <laughs> and like, it's just a human thing. So when you come back for high school, I think it will be a great awakening in a reset moment to do something that you love and care about and you're passionate about and helping others because then it will hopefully help you see, you know, what you find important and what people you find important. And think about what people you stay in touch with back at home and how they respond when you come back and maybe you have changed. If they respond in like a, I don't really want to hang out with you, those probably aren't the right people, as scary as that sounds. And I'm not, I'm sure not every single person you're friends with will just say goodbye I'm sure the people who really care about you will be right beside you on the whole way back um but I think it will be definitely a confidence boosting moment and if you think about like everything you're going to gain from this experience I mean you're not going to lose anything unless you start thinking like that you know yeah a lot I definitely those are all my thoughts more positively and it's kind of I guess what I want to work through through therapy is not having my first thought be like, what is the potential negative backlash I'll get? And thinking more about the positives. And I was even doing like one of the anxiety worksheets that I was sent. And I never really thought that much about anxiety like before. And I'm not diagnosed with anxiety. But when I read the definition, one of the definitions was like something like a daily constant fear or consistent fear that affects daily behavior. And I was like, oh, shoot. So that is definitely something that I want to work on and like a current weakness in my life that I'm working through. But I know on the other end, it's just going to be so much better. And I do see myself consistently progressing in it, but it's definitely a process. Right. And also you have so much time that like time is truly on your side of so many things that just, you know, be a sponge and grasp whatever you can and move on from the experience because I think that whenever you're doing something that's important to you and you're following what gets you really excited and energized, like there's nothing that you could lose from those types of experiences, only things you can learn and lessons um, to gain. But I've also felt, um, or also I think it's just great that you're sharing about like starting therapy because that's, I think something that a lot more people should be able to freely talk about, which I think they are, but like, and, and I relate to what you say about anxiety because also I'm not diagnosed and I don't have, and I don't like feel it on like a level, I guess, that someone is who's diagnosed, I guess, would feel it. But like, we all have anxiety at, at, like, in our lives, like at some yeah. degree, at some level. And like, 
it's okay. Like we're not like abnormal. I used to even like this past semester had like a situation where I was just like, when I went to bed, I was thinking negatively. When I woke up, I was thinking negatively. And it was like a cycle, like negative thoughts <laughs> and mm-hmm. about like academics and school and friendships and whatever. And it stopped, but like for a moment, I was like, wait, is there something wrong with me? And like, no, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you probably haven't asked like all your friends if they've also felt that way too. And they probably have. So I just yeah. think it's great to um, be able to normalize it in a way. Yeah, it's a very okay. human experience. Oh, yeah, it is totally. And then kind of on this same theme of being hard on ourselves, what advice would you give to people who tend to be really self-critical how have you been able to find a way, or maybe you haven't, you can be honest, where you thought about like regulating your thoughts and like becoming really honest with what you're feeling? Yeah, I think something that I like to think of a lot is my younger self, my younger child. And I think that is probably something that you think about too and talked about wanting to create content that you wish your younger self had. Like my lock screen is actually a picture of my younger self, like folding dumplings, because it's a good reminder of me to remember. That's that, cute. I want to do that. Like a lot of... <laughs> I would say a lot of the like probably most mental issues I have I would be lying if I said they were not a direct they did not have a direct correlation with my social media but I remember that I started social media when I was eight years old it was a fun hobby and I remember just showing my family my videos and being so proud and I'm constantly trying to reconnect back to that moment instead of feeling guilty for the platform I have or feeling annoying or feeling like I'm taking up space because I feel like when I look at the external success of measures and stuff, I lose touch out of why I first started and just lose touch of how it's like it's so fun, you know, for me. Because I think content creation felt like a job for a while because I didn't let myself have that childlike excitement. So I think it's constantly going back to our younger selves and figuring out like how would I talk to them? why did they start this and understanding why we did certain things that we did. Like I remember even with past experiences with crushes I had feeling so embarrassed for how I chased guys and like, oh my gosh, that's humiliating. I wish I had some self-respect. But then if I dug deeper, I could kind of understand, oh, why did I not have that self-respect? You know, like I had experiences of literally being bullied for liking a guy and I didn't reflect on it at the moment, but I think like about a year ago, I actually had to dig back at that moment and realize what it taught me is it made me feel disgusting for liking someone and for having that emotion. So I think just unlocking patterns of the past and realizing where they came from instead of just shaming your old selves, like asking, actually asking, why did you do that? Right? Because if I had a child, I wouldn't want want to respond with, oh my gosh, you did that. You're such a terrible person. I would be so curious. What would make my child do that? What's like a psychological driver that they have? So I think understanding deeply the reason why we do things can bring a lot of peace. I love that. And I think what you just said that's really important is kind of like humanizing what you're thinking and realizing that, you know, your one thought on surface level that you think is like, a huge problem or something or you just can't figure out why you're feeling this way usually there's a lot of things that have been boiling up to that just come out of nowhere you know like there's like meaning for things and like you don't just think the things you do because it's happening to you right now like usually there's something on the deeper level that's going on you're dealing with and also something that someone told me was that 
you will have cycles of different thoughts and realizations that come into your life at points when you really need to address them. And so if you're thinking about something, that's probably something you need to pour a little time in, you know, take out a journal, write about, you know, why am I thinking this? What happened? What potentially was, is it from something that happened to me as a child? Why is this such a concern? Why does it feel like such a fear? And like, when I do feel it, like, why does it feel like it's like an emergency is going off inside my body? Like asking yourself those types of questions or even like, I'm not a professional, so I don't know why you should be taking my advice, but like, even like looking up online and like, reading for yourself, like, what are some questions I can to like, figure out like, if I'm struggling with blank, like, what are some things I can ask myself to try to figure out the core problem, I think like doing your own research and putting yourself back in the driver's seat of what you're feeling and thinking will make you realize like, you do have a lot of control and power. And that's pretty cool. Like, even if you don't know why you're feeling it, like you can ask yourself some questions and kind of figure it out, you just need to pay attention. Um, And I think that's really important, but definitely the humanizing part is crucial. And thinking about yourself as a little kid is also incredible way to like think about it because (laughs) who would want to talk to themselves like that? Who would want to hear it? Or even um, someone else I heard said, think about someone you would, you really look up to and think about what they would say to you. Mm. Like they wouldn't be like, you're stupid. Like, why are you thinking like that? Or like, can't believe like that happened to you like that's so embarrassing like no one's ever gonna like think of you as a cool person ever again like they wouldn't say that to you they'd be like okay like that's okay like I've done the same thing like I've been there and I've felt that so I think that's great and I really love your advice that you've been giving this entire episode I think it's very relatable and um empowering as well but so the last <laughs> oh yeah of course the last question that I want to ask you, and I really want to start asking all of our guests this in the future is over here, it's a girl's life. We really try to teach girls to keep it real and live their best lives. How do you keep it real in your life? And what is one habit that you do daily to live your best life? Yeah, I think that something that has helped me so much and that I learned through my friends is just adding humor into your life. Like, I have a couple of friends. One of them, his name is Daniel. He is just so funny. And another friend, Gavin. And I feel like just being friends with them by nature of association, they just make me take life a lot less seriously. I'm kind of into meme culture now, I guess. And it, yeah, it helps enhance my life so much more. And just in general, my advice for young women is to explore different flavors of yourself and allow yourself to be multiple things at once. And I'll definitely preface this with saying that this might not be applicable for every situation, but I think I used to feel a lot of pressure. I need to be really formal or I need to come off as super smart. Like I can't be pretty or I can't be this and this. And I actually feel just so much more freedom now after spending so much time just focusing on the intellectual part of my life. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can focus on my beauty. I can just post random stuff. I can do it all. And I am really grateful that for the beginning of my teenage years, I just focused on building my brain because it probably kept me safe from the risk of being sexualized or just dangers like that. Like growing up when I was like early teens, I never really had any weird experiences with men or like people staring at me in the street or whatever. And so I'm kind of glad that that shielded me from that. But I feel like now as I think about I'm not going to be a teenage girl forever I am slowly but surely, I guess, exposing myself to new parts of womanhood. I don't even know what that means, but just doing it (laughs) gradually in safe environments, I think is really important because 
I just don't want it to be like a hard launch into womanhood once I go to college and just go completely crazy. So I kind of try to find little ways to challenge myself a little bit more and to just talk to new people, get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, in a safe environment because- I love that. Yeah, I try not to put myself in environments where I could potentially be endangered. But at the same time, we don't have full control over people. The world can be crazy. I love that. I love how like human and relatable and this whole conversation has been extremely relatable and eye-opening to me, but I think that's really important. Like realizing that you aren't just one, you can't just define yourself by one thing. And like that opens so many doors. I think college is really reminded me that you can have so many different interests and really grow into and be a full person who has multiple interests and, you know, wakes up in the morning looking one way and maybe at 7 p.m. looks a totally different way and at 8 p.m. looks a different way and comes back home after, you know, having a really fun moment with your friends at college at 10 p.m. and you look different and like all those types of things. And it's just kind of like, even just like, I mean, this kind of sounds silly and like cliche, but like my, my favorite thing was, and favorite thing from college and like I went to overnight camp when I was younger was seeing the full picture of someone because you see them when you wake up, you see them at class, you see them, you know, maybe when they're, you know, having a bad moment and then you see them like having fun and you see like the, you see them when they're doing something they're really passionate about and being able to recognize that people aren't just one dimensional is like life changing because it allows you to recognize that for yourself too. Yeah, that is so good. Uh, Okay, well, I kind of honestly forgot. So (laughs) anyways, um, I just wanted to thank you so much for taking time to talk to me and come on the podcast. It was an amazing conversation. I took so many notes. My handwriting sucks, though, so don't take such a great look at that, um, my notebook. But um, I just really enjoyed talking to someone who's so beyond her age and is doing really amazing things. You guys better go check out and subscribe to Annie on all of her platforms. And I want to give you an opportunity to share where people can find you and continue learning from an amazing inspiration. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel the same way about you. And truly, these conversations are really healing for me, especially with still trying to work through, you know, not caring about what people think and focusing on the light, you know, because there are so many positive, supportive people. And I love talking to people like you. And we'll definitely have to stay in touch. Um, but people can find me on my Instagram at Annie Long YT, my YouTube at Annie Long. Um, I recently got on Snapchat at Annie Long YT. I'll kind of just post like spammy stuff um, on there and also my podcast uh, called Thriving Teens, trying to invest more time um, into the podcast. But yeah, I can send you my Beacons link, which kind of has all my socials. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This has been such a healing and fun conversation. Uh, To more conversations and to more light and everything in your life, um, I hope that you have a great rest of your day and everybody who's listening, always keep it real. Definitely go check Annie out on everything that she has and I'll leave it down below as well. But have a great day, everybody. Bye. Girls, sorry to break the combo, but I have very exciting announcement. Girls, sorry to break the combo, but I have a very exciting announcement. Did you know you could base your self-confidence and your own happiness through words of affirmation? Now, I'm not asking you to start a staring contest with yourself in the mirror and say, I am confident because let's be honest, I don't even want to do that. And I will do absolutely anything and everything under the sun if it leads to self-growth. 
Instead, I want to share with you a new way to boost your confidence. Introducing the Keep It Real bracelet from Little Words Project, your newest wearable reminder to start living and staying authentic. While you wear your bracelet, all you have to do is take a quick look at your wrists and remind yourself to live life on your own terms while embracing who you truly are. No mirrors necessary. 25% of the proceeds from every purchase go directly back to our nonprofit organization, It's a Girl's Life. By supporting Little Words Project and wearing the Keep It Real bracelet, you're helping us create incredible events to teach girls how to become the creators of their own stories. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how to bring it down to college with me. So, join the movement today and let's make a difference in girls' lives everywhere. Visit littlewarsproject.com and search Keep It Real and start spreading the kindness to yourself and others today. Link to purchase will also be in the description of this and every episode. Keep it real. Girls, sorry to break the convo, but I have a very exciting announcement and it's really hard to contain my excitement. Okay, did you know that you can boost your self-confidence and your own happiness through words of affirmation? Now, I'm not asking you to start a staring contest with yourself in the mirror and say, I am confident because let's be honest, I don't even want to do that and I will do absolutely anything under the sun if it leads to self-growth. Instead, I want to share with you a new way to boost your confidence. Introducing the Keep It Real bracelet from Little Words Project, your newest wearable reminder to living and staying authentic. While you wear your bracelet, all you have to do is take a quick look down at your wrists to remind yourself to live a life on your own terms while embracing who you truly are. No mirrors necessary. 25% of the proceeds of every single purchase go directly back to our nonprofit organization, It's Girls Life. So by supporting Little Words Project and wearing your Keep It Real bracelet, you're helping us create incredible events to teach girls how to become the creators of their own stories. Right now, I'm trying to figure out actually how to bring it down to college with me. So join the movement today and make a difference in girls' lives everywhere. Visit Little Words Project and search Keep It Real and start spreading kindness to yourself and others today. Link to purchase will also be in the description of every single episode and on all of our social media also.